What's up, everybody? You're listening to Back to the Feature. This is the podcast where we talk about films and entertainment. My name is Joseph. And I'm Edward. And we're going to be talking about um, Edward's favorite type of lubricant today, grease. No, it's not just grease. It's grease lightning. <laughs> and grease is the word that you heard. <laughs> Who sings that song? Oh, damn it. Frank, Frankie Valley. Yeah. Um, right now, this is where the music starts playing. Yeah. No, but also it's also Mother's Day. Do you have any plans? What's that? Uh, it's where you uh, show appreciation for the woman who uh, had you for nine months. Disgusting. No, I and don't know what that is. <laughs> and then you slid out of her filth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fucking uh, no country for old men. Is that where it comes from? I was like, I've heard it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, that's that's from. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's not. No, no. It's from. No, no. Um, it's from. There will be blood. Yeah, there will be blood. Yeah. I was thinking. I was like, does it? Nah, not no country. Thinking around our own rest, western. I'm tired, dude. It's fucking early. Yeah, it is. So tell me about. Okay, so the other night, um, I was trying to text you. I forgot for what, and then you text me back like at two in the morning, and you were like, I had a time of my life. Oh yeah, <laughs> I said best time of my life. Uh, we went to um the to go see the Avett Brothers. The Avett Brothers are like a folk um rock band, folk country rock band. They're more like they're not so much folk music now, but they still mm-hmm. like incorporate like banjo and I mean, dude, they're badass. I love them. They actually have a documentary on HBO. Um, I did a review on it on YouTube and uh, it did pretty well. It's like I think it was like my first video to break like a thousand views or something like that. But they, uh, I really like them. I. I think I like them more um, at first just because of their lyrics. Like, mm-hmm. they're really good lyricists. They And they're, I don't know, like, the message in their song just, like, really um, resonates with me and I can connect to it. And, yeah. I mean, one of their lyrics in their songs is, like, um, says something about, uh, oh, I can't remember it, but basically it's just saying, like, don't invest your time and or don't trap yourself in in a, a life like a life without purpose or something like that and mm-hmm. i don't know just things like that it just really like click with me and just they also they also write a lot of love songs they talk about love and i don't know i just like i like stuff like that so oh, that's cool i didn't realize it was raining oh yeah yeah it started raining i think it's i think i, I just read your, i read your tweet your tweet yeah luckily we were prepared and we had like ja- i had my jacket with my my hoodie on mm-hmm. it and it's weather it's water resistant so like you know i didn't get soaked or anything but there's people out there that were just like straight up blue jean jacket there's this girl next to me blue jean jacket and a hat <laughs> i was like i felt so bad with it for her i was like oh you're gonna get soaked mm-hmm. and then the lady she was with which either was her mom or her aunt because it was an older lady she's fucking sorry she just busted out like a rain jacket and put it on <laughs> she had her like little hoodie and rain jacket oh, like a poncho or something yeah while this like young chick that she's with is just getting drenched <laughs> well and be then, prepared yeah but i i didn't i didn't really wear my hoodie too often because there was like a point where it started raining like hardcore coming down mm-hmm. and that's when i had my hoodie on but when it was like light drizzle i didn't wear it just because like i can hear better you know yeah. i don't know i just wanted to hear I'd, i was like i don't care if i get wet i'd rather just hear the hear the music and um i don't think you, you've never been to a show with me but mm-hmm. when i go to like um shows and concerts like dude i don't play around like i like to be at the front on mm-hmm. the gate i want those motherfuckers sweating on me damn like i like to experience it i don't know i just like to like i feel like you want to get your money's worth that and like i don't know i just want to be like be in their or in their aura of mm-hmm. an artist's aura you know i just feel like 
people that make it to that level and that are like performing live on stage just have like this presence and mm -hmm. i don't know it's just maybe it's just in my head but i feel like there's something about them that that is special because they were able to like get to where they're at you know because mm -hmm. you can you can be talented and still not get to that level you know it's not all it's not about talent it's a lot it's mostly about hard work and uh so i like to get up there and get all up in it I, um, when james and i went to go see childish gambino like a lot of people don't know this but if you want to be at the front of the pack like you have to get to a show early and then you have to like get to your spot and just wait there mm -hmm. where you're standing because people are gonna like come up and try to sneak into the front oh so, man that's, that's annoying I, I hate that and the, the girls who are like they're like excuse me excuse me mm -hmm. excuse me yeah yeah but, but yeah, we got there. We got there a little bit early, not too early, because I figured. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how big their fan base is. I mean, they're pretty big. You know, they had a mm -hmm. documentary um, made about them by Judd Apatow, and um, there was a line when we got there. But we got in and we went to the right of the stage, and we we weren't like right on the the fence, but we were just probably like two. There's like two people in front of us, like the mm -hmm. people on the fence, uh, another layer of people, and then us, which is good enough for me. We're still close. Mm -hmm. so it was good it was and they put on a really good performance like in terms of like entertainment yeah um they didn't just go up there and sing their songs like they were just like entertaining and like dancing around and having fun and joking with the crowd and getting people to like they're really good at getting the the crowd to interact with them and mm -hmm. sing you know sing parts of their song they're like all right now the guys sing it and the guys would do it and oh, okay. it was just it was cool dude it was a really good experience it was super fun um I, I really had a good time was there anybody before them that came on yeah uh lucas nelson came on i don't I, so i didn't know this this is willie nelson's son he's a musician oh for real yeah and he has he he actually sounds a little bit like his dad and he's got a really good voice too he's he's a really talented performer and he had a pretty good song he had a good message too like his new album's coming out i think it's called like turn off the news or something and mm -hmm. just had like the song it was just basically saying like hey like you know let's not focus on all the bad shit that's going on and let's try to, you know, he's a fucking hippie like his dad. <laughs> oh, for real? I'm sure. Is he, is he old or is he young? Uh, He's like 30, I think. Damn. I don't know. He he looked kind of old, but uh, we looked him up because we didn't, I, I didn't actually know he's Willie Nelson's son until like one of our friends told us or told Arissa, they're like, yeah, that's Willie Nelson's son. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, I had no idea. So we looked him up, and I was, like, reading his stuff. But. Yeah, well, I mean, you say Willie Nelson's son. I would assume he's in his 50s. Mm. But I was know. looking at He has a bunch of kids, dude. Like, one of his kids are, like, 60 years old. And I was like, dude, how old is Willie? He's, like, 88. Oh, for real? Yeah. I was thinking in his 70s. He's almost 90, dude. God, he's still kicking, bro. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's married. No, I highly doubt it. <laughs> I he might be. I don't know. He likes the toque. Mm-hmm. But no, I was gonna say it's been a while since I've been to a, a concert. Fuck, can't even remember the last one I went to. But I know, I know, it got me thinking. I was like, what, I was telling Arissa, I was like, man, we we've been to some good shows. Like we saw Kid mm -hmm. Cudi, we saw Gambino, we went and saw Kesha. We did, we've seen uh, I saw Kuko and some other big artists at South by. I mean, that wasn't like really their show, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I was like just thinking about all the stuff, the shows that I've been to. I was like, man, I've seen some pretty good artists. Well, I was asking, like, who was the the, um, the opening act? Because I remember when I went to go see Kid Cudi and uh, Logic at the time. I, I don't know how popular oh, he, he opened for him. Yeah, he was like, he it was Logic. 
and then it was uh, Big Sean, and then it was Kid Cudi. But Logic at the time, there was like nobody really listening. But he had this one song, and I can't remember what it's called. And he had this one line talking about like, what's a family of five if you can't even afford it? <laughs> and I was like, dude, I was like, that's a badass line. And then I, I looked him up way later on, and then come to find out he actually ended up getting really popular. Yeah, he blew up. Yeah. Bobby but, Tarantino. Yeah, but at the time, uh, there was nobody really. I mean, like, there was people there at the show, but nobody was like paying that much attention everyone's like walking around and getting drinks and stuff (laughs) hell yeah those those openers nobody cares you know i felt so bad too well i didn't feel bad but i was like joking around because like you could hear other people you know around us talking and a lot of people are like oh yeah we really wanted to see lucas nelson they're like we've never seen the avid brothers kind of like avid brothers are like second to them yeah yeah i was like it's like who the fuck comes to see a headliner Mm -hmm. i actually took offense to that i don't know uh I guess if, if, if you found them, like you would on Spotify, and you were like, oh, I like this band, yeah. and they're coming to play with this band, I'm like, well, okay, I'll go see them. Yeah, that makes sense. But I don't know. I guess I was just more offended that they, I was like, no, if you're here, you're here to see the Avett Brothers, not fucking Lucas Nelson. No, I got you. All right, into some movie news. Uh, I don't know if it was like in the beginning of the week I sent you that text, and it was like... So Disney is going to go ahead and make three more Star Wars films now. Yeah, I heard. I don't know what they're going to be about. Well, Obviously, you know who's, do you know who's uh, producing them or making them? Who? The fucking guys that ruined Game of Thrones. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. I know, and we'll get to that because uh, I, I still haven't seen the Game of Thrones, but I, yeah. I saw there was a huge... Not controversy, but oh, I mean, dude, that Pete. little Starbucks cup or whatever it was. Oh, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll, yeah, get, into we'll it. get there. But yeah, so Disney's going to make three more uh, Star Wars movies. I have no idea what they're about. Um, I, I know one is, uh, isn't it, it's called like The Mandarin? Um, I'm not something. sure. Oh, that's, the man. I think it's The Mandalorian. Or something like that, yeah. Yeah, that one's about um, Bo- Jango, Boba Fett, Jango Fett, one of the Fetts. Yeah, something like that. So, well, there's, I don't know if that's considered one of them, one of the three, or they're talking about three brand new ones. No, so that's that's kind of like its own. It's like the Han Solo. That one's going to be like its Han Solo stories, and then these are going to be their own. Um, these are they, they're starting like a new trilogy. Oh, okay. With like new characters and mm-hmm. uh, just a side disappointment. And then uh, I don't know if you saw it. Did you see uh, it? Chapter two. They they dropped their trailer. Oh yeah, it was like watch watch it end or something like that. Yeah. What did you think about it? Oh, I didn't see the trailer. Oh, I, didn't see I just saw that. I just saw that it was coming out, but I didn't see the trailer. Yeah, it looked okay. Um, I was. I really like. I love what's her face, Jessica Chastain, and uh, but late, I don't know if she's been anything great lately. I think the last movie I saw her in was Molly's Game. Mm. No. Oh, with the uh, um, Aaron Sorkin's. That was his directorial debut, right? Uh, you you know more than me. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Sorkin wrote and directed it. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a famous writer. He did he he was the sh- showrunner for um, the West Wing, and then he also um, wrote the screenplays for the Social Network. Oh, okay. Um, he he has a couple other movies. Uh, I can't think of them right now, but I know. I mean, obviously the Social Network because I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good screenwriter. Oh, he did the Steve Jobs one. Oh, okay. With your boy, uh, <laughs> Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Hey, dude, you know how you're all like, man, how come Michael Fa- Remember when you were telling me that Michael Fassbender didn't make any good movies? Mm-hmm. Um, dude, he was in... Um, I didn't say he didn't make any good movies. I said lately. Yeah, well, you're, well, yeah, you were just saying like he's always like... Make, <laughs> he was getting like 
crapped on. Uh, mm. Hang on, I gotta look it up, dude. He he's a good actor though. Even like I like him for the X Men movies. He's, yeah, that's what I was gonna I tell like you. I was like, he, I was like, yeah, I was like, he's in X Men. That's the mm. one. That's the the franchise I was thinking about. Oh yeah, he he do, he he does his part in that movie for sure. But you're right, dude. He he is in like a lot of like trash. I, I mean, I think he's doing it for the money, but like Prometheus, which was garbage and. I thought it was gonna be really good. I was hoping it was gonna be oh, good. Man, that's such a disappointment. But um, the snowman. Yeah, that's another one. I was like, I didn't. I never saw it, but it looked. It didn't look good at all. And then I heard it had bad reviews and stuff. But um, what were we t- oh, so anyways, yeah. So that it. This is how the it chapter two trailer goes. It starts off with Jessica Chastain's character. She's like going back to her old house, and there's it's like ran by like I guess it's owned by this old woman now who's played by the clown but you don't know that i mean you do but you don't but anyways and she's talking about this is where i grew up and she's like looking all around and she manages to look underneath the couch or underneath something and there's like this uh there's like this postcard that was written in the first one you know that had that chunky boys like letter to her like you know you're my my amber i forgot you know for that little poem he wrote her mm-hmm. and actually you know the whole time the old lady's talking and uh She's saying, I can't remember exactly what she's saying, but basically you start realizing that she's already dead. And then like, <laughs> and then like you see her like naked running around in the background while Jessica Chastain's like looking at this like postcard thing. So the first part of the trailer is like a minute and a half of just that whole scene. And the rest of it is like, it shows them like the rest of the crew, the rest of the guys. And um, they're all grown up. And Who are the other actors? Um, is it, I think it's Bill Hader. I think he's he's playing like the funny kid, if I'm not mistaken. And then, uh, is that the main one or no? No, James McAvoy plays the main the main guy, the stuttering, That's right, the stuttering yeah. kid. And uh, I'm not sure who's playing the other two. Oh, Bill uh, Bill Skarsgård. He oh wait, he's the clown. Javier Bolet, Botet. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Bill Hader is in it. Yeah, I, I thought so. Dave Chappelle. No. <laughs> I didn't know he was coming to Austin. Uh, and then uh, some of my friends went to go see him, and I was like, what? You remember Curtis Clay? Oh, you went to school with him, didn't you? Curtis Clay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have him on, on I have him on Facebook, and he, he like, took pictures with Aziz and uh, and Dave Chappelle. I was like, damn. That's lucky cool. him. But anyways, yeah. And then, so that was a trailer. It, it, was, it looked okay to me. But I was telling your brother... Because uh, we were talking about it, and I said, I know, I think it's just the fact that I grew up with it, and it had an impact on me mm-hmm. as a little kid, like the original one, mm-hmm. that this one doesn't do nothing for me. I, I understand it's supposed to be scary, but I, I think Tim Curry did such a good job, and that whole movie had this, like, vibe when I was little, and it, it just made me afraid of clowns, and, you know, it, it just stuck with me. So, yeah. so, this new one, like, I'm sure a lot of people like it. I'm not saying it's going to be bad, but it just, it just doesn't, like... um doesn't do nothing for me like the old one does yeah i mean it's good but i mean it has like our modern just like really cgi heavy and um i liked it I, so i saw it did we go see it together i don't remember i saw it i, I remember i liked it uh it wasn't perfect and in, in terms of like compared to the old one mm-hmm. i don't know it's kind of hard to compare them because like the old one was like really low budget i mean i know what you're saying like that you were you know you're attached as a kid so you're you're definitely mm-hmm. like biased towards the the old one but i don't i don't remember like being in i remember seeing it but i wasn't like in like in love with 
liked it. You know, mm-hmm. like I think I'm. It wasn't one of those movies like I watched all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I knew it was scary, and I and I remember watching it, but I don't think I was ever like, like it was like my favorite, or I really liked it. So maybe that's why I, I don't really have that attachment to it. Um, the new ones are cool. I think they're do. They did something different. You know, like mm-hmm. when they go in the tunnel and shit like that, and he's like that monster, and like they stare into his eyes. Because I really don't remember the other one. I do remember, like, parts of it, like... And I didn't know it was a TV movie. It wasn't even a theatrical release. Yeah. It was just, like, fucking Lifetime Network type of movie. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And it's so popular. Yeah. Because I remember seeing it when I was, like, six or seven years old. So, let me... And then we had the VHS also at the house, so... Mm. I think I would only watch it when it came on TV. Yeah. I think that's the only time... Cause I remember seeing it. I know we never, we didn't like own it or anything. I will say about the newest one, I like that it's set in the 80s, you know, because the old one's set like in the 50s or something. Oh, yeah, that's true. So it's kind of like, this is the time like I, 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 I can kind of like uh, relate to it just because it's 80s based. I mean, even though I was like a little baby and you're a fetus. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I thought, it was, I thought it might be interesting. I just I hate the characters, the the way the it clowns, um, his like uh, costume. I don't know, it looks funky to me. Mm. I mean, even though Tim Curry's was like blue and he, blue and yellow with like big red, big red balls on it and stuff. It's like a literal clown costume. Yeah, that yeah. bought at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, this, but this one, it's like I guess he's supposed to be like from the ancient time, like eighteen hundreds or something. I don't know. He yeah. just looks all like like dirty or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, they try to put their own little twist on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and this one was, like, graphic, too, this newer one. Like, they show him, like, bite that kid's arm off and Oh, stuff. yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that, yeah. Was. that was one thing. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like that for some reason. You think they went a little too far? No, not that it, like, not that scene that bothered me or anything, but, like, it was just, like, fake, you know? And like, Oh, okay. I think the, I felt like they kind of did it for, like, shock value, but also to, like, distance themselves from the original one yeah you know because the original one didn't show stuff like that no you do see you do see like that he's gonna go for the little boy and then i think it fades to like the next day or that they're looking for him or something i can't quite remember yeah and then i don't know i thought it was kind of silly too his little like clown eye that's like it's like just wandering off in another direction colors yeah um in the in the newer ones Mm mm-hmm I don't know. I, now that I'm thinking about it, because it has been a while since it, it's been out, there were things I didn't like about it. I mean, like overall, I thought it was a good movie, but yeah, I think the best part about the movie was, um, I think when they're like watching it, um, like in their trailer, or they have like those little, uh, I don't know what they're called, you know, like photos that it has a thing like, you know, I forgot what they're called. It's just like a developing. Where yeah. they're developing the pictures? No, they're not developing them. They're already made. They're like little, like a little slideshow type of. It's like a little oh yeah, 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 yeah. Projector looking thing, mm-hmm. and then like uh, they start, they see that it's in there, right? Or he he pops out, and they say he like pops out of the screen like real quick. That that actually got me in the theater. I was like, oh shit, oh, I was yeah. expecting that. That's right. But I remember that. I don't know. Well, I'll probably see part two. It just um, like I said, I'll have to take it for what it is. We'll try it out. Fuck. it. <laughs> um let's see what else happened in news today or this week i like that shirt man oh yeah um uh, that's i forgot i always want to say i don't know if it's called is then it X. is it then then i don't know because like i don't want to say it wrong i think so it's called like well then it X. has to be because it wouldn't be hint 
Well, it's like Dan X. That's this is like the uh, they have like a YouTube video. His name is Chris Harrier. Oh, okay. And he's like the he like works out all the time. Hey, chill, 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 chill. We're not plugging other people's shit. No, well, I'm just telling you where it's from. Man, I don't even hear you plugging my videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell people all the time. I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, anyways, yeah. So Valerie, Valerie bought it for me because I always work out to his videos. It's nice. I like it. But um, what else were we talking about? Um. What a, did you you went and saw something didn't you or no no oh the only thing I saw this week which I didn't finish was like a little docu series called Waco mm. and it's about the whole 1993 um, Waco Texas uh, uh, David Koresh and the and the Davidians who believed that David Koresh was like um, almost like a savior mm-hmm. it was it was pretty good I liked it I haven't finished it but I'm I'm at the last episode so basically what happened was that the ATF came in heard that these guys had like illegal weapons such as like they had semi-automatic weapons and supposedly were turning them to automatic weapons and so but at the same time they were like a, a cult which was like you know preaching that this guy was like the new savior coming to save them and you know this and that and uh, they did a good job on they did a good job on telling like why these people believed in this guy so much right and I, I like that part of it because I didn't know nothing about it. I grew up and I remember it, but I, I had no idea what was going on. And so, anyways, the ATF they come in and the FBI come in. They're trying to uh, they're trying to negotiate. Hey, come on out. And so it's it's just like there's like a gunfight that goes on between them, and then it's like interrogate not interrogation negotiations. And the FBI is getting tired of like waiting around for them to to come out. And there's a there's an FBI negotiator who wrote a book who that went on to like be part of how this movie was written and he's trying to say like pretty much like the fbi was impatient but they should had showed another time before that incident that these guys don't want to wait around and he's trying to tell them like look it 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 takes time and we're going to get these people out i want the kids because there's a bunch of kids in there and anyways what ends up what ends up happening you know in history is that uh I can't. I, I haven't finished the movie, but they somehow the building catches on fire. I don't know if it's them who said it or the police who said it, but they catch on fire. A lot of them die, like eighty people burnt up. He died too, right? Yeah, he died too. Fuck him. But I don't know. I I've, I think I've already told you that I'm I'm in love with cults. Like I love the whole. Oh yeah. I love reading about them. I love knowing about them. It's, start it's, one. You should start one. Right. Our fan base out there. Let's start a cult. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I just uh, I. It's it's weird to me just how people can be influenced by one person's words, you know. Well, I can understand. There's there's a lot of lost people out there, you know, and and they're looking for purpose or they're looking for someone to kind of guide them. Mm-hmm. And when you, it just takes a handful of people, man. You know that George Lopez look when jo- George Lopez loke. You know that George Lopez joke when. You know, Latinos see a line, they just stand in it. <laughs> They're like, what is this line for? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that that can be applied to most people in terms of you see somebody who's being followed by like five to ten people, you know. It just takes a few people to start believing in a guy and, and, and preaching and, and passing this word around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone who's vulnerable can see that and, and be like, well, you know, these people are following him there must be a reason you know maybe i should see what that reason is and then usually those kind of guys are like really charming and you know Mm -hmm. 
say something that you like and then you're like okay i believe in this and then i'll pass that on did you ever see that cult movie um the duplass brothers produced that was on netflix um wild something frontier no i don't think so um you should watch that man i think you would like it same thing this this guy this cult leader from um wild country i think is what it's called Mm -hmm. uh let me look it up real fast just to make sure arisa and i watch it yeah, yeah, it's called Wild Country. It's on Netflix. Is, is it like is it like made up or is it true? No, no, no it's a true story. Oh, true okay. story. Yeah, he's he was like um he was from India, dude, and he started like his own religion. But his his thing was interesting because they had a lot of money, mm-hmm. and his was more kind of like a hippie movement. They were all about just like you know having sex with whoever you want and doing whatever you wanted, and so he bought this like huge huge compound in um. Oregon, I believe, like this massive piece of land, and you know I don't want to go too crazy into it because I, I I do want you to watch it. I think you would like it. Mm-hmm. But they end up buying like this this compound, this like massive piece of land in Oregon, right mm-hmm. next to a small town, and they literally build their own town there, and they end up like taking over that small town because those people are like complaining about them. Mm-hmm. So since they, I I, I don't know how the law. To be honest, like I don't know how the laws work. But they filed papers. They became an official town, and then they held a um they they did a proposition to like basically take over that other town. Like, hey, you're a part of our oh, okay. You're a part of our community now, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess like redraw the lines or whatever. And since they had more people than that little ass town, they fucking took over that town, renamed it, mm. had their and they had their own police force, dude. Like they had their own cop force. They had like these purple uniforms, and they were like walking around with machine guns. And oh wow, it was crazy. What year is this? Um, I think it was in the eighties. Oh okay. Yeah, there's there, this whole documentary about it, dude. This whole movement, like people people just started like coming from all over the country to like live there. Because you didn't have to work. I mean, you did, but you didn't, you know? Like, everything was, like, super communal. So you mm-hmm. can just, like, if you were there, like, you had to do something. But, you know, it wasn't, like, required. And he had, like, lawyers. He had this one guy who was, like, his lawyer who, who like, got into it and basically would, like, work for him for free. And it was insane, dude. Yeah. It was cool. Know, well, like, I was going to say, like, um, what's okay, Dave Koresh, they, they showed it, like, because I watched a doc, and I also watched like a little mini documentary on YouTube about him, and it said like by the eight, by the age of eighteen, he had rec- he had um, memorized the New and Old Testament, and he used that as his weapon against people. So like, if you know the Bible, mm-hmm. like back and forth, so you can easy like, hey, what's your what's your story, and then I'll use a story from the Bible to convince you, like, hey, this is supposed to happen. Yeah, type of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. No, um. That's one thing I'm I'm super grateful is like you know I was raised in the church going to Bible class like memorizing like scripture and mm-hmm. learning about the Word of God and all these stories and stuff like that my bro- both my brother and I both and um it it was just like school you know like you're learning all these things and you retain mm-hmm. all this information and I, that I still have and know to this day mm-hmm. and I'm not like super religious anymore but like I could literally like go to toe to toe with like a religious person it's actually i actually feel like i'm i actually feel like i have a better understanding because i'm not so like when you're when you're like super religious you're a little bit biased you know Mm -hmm. you know you're a little like you're a little judgmental you're like this is the word of god and you're like this is how it should be and you're you're living in sin and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but when you kind of step away from that and you look at things with like a different lens like i have then i can see other perspectives that they're not seeing 
And then say if I were to have like an argument, not argument or a conversation with somebody about that, I would be able to like point things out and like make points using the Bible against them yeah. that they wouldn't, that they would never see or have an answer to, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting. Yeah. But not, but with that being said, like, I don't know everything about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, me either. I mean, when I grew up, me and my family went to all kinds of churches. We were like, went to like Pentecostal, went to, uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot the other one's names, but there, I mean, I went to all kinds You're of- there with the tambourine. Not, yeah. Non-denominational <laughs> churches. And I don't know. It, like, I like, I like church, but I don't like having to go all the time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It's but, kind of a racket. I mean, uh, and also, like you said, judgmental people. Like you, you, they're all over the place, and I can't stand that. Yeah, I don't want to go down the go down the religious road, but dude, the Bible too. Like, there's so much stuff in it that you could just tell is like it's super biased against women. Like you mm-hmm. could just tell it was like it was like super outdated and written for its time. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though they try to be as like general as possible because they didn't know how long how far this scripture would you know transcend. Mm-hmm. Which it has, it has like transcend crazy, but um, shout out to my boy Martin. Today's his birthday. Oh, I was like Martin, Martin Rivera, if he's listening. Sometimes he listens. <clears throat> Happy birthday! He'd be listening to that King and the Sting bullshit. What is that another podcast? It's a uh, so remember those guys the the fighter and the kid podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the dude the, the the one who's the fighter, Brandon Schaub. Mm-hmm. He was in the UFC. He. Uh, he, he he uh he has another podcast um with this guy Theo Vaughn who was like on Road Rules or something like that and it's called The King and the Sting. Oh, okay. And then I think he has a third podcast. It's called like Below the Belt with Brendan Schaub and it's like about MMA stuff or something like that. Oh okay. Motherfucker got his hands in all kinds of pies. Those were some good shows. You now that you said it, Road Rules. Oh yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I used to love that show. Oh, I just used to sit on the couch and waste my life watching oh, all that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> real world, real and world, and Road, road rules. rules, and then and then was, MTV went to shit. I was more real world. I wasn't like Road Rules kind of guy. Like I knew some of it, mm-hmm. but I started. I guess I I started like. Actually, I don't think I really watched Road Rules. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, but I think. Like I I knew who the people were because of the challenge, uh, you know they they would have the challenges. Yeah, Road yeah, yeah. Versus Road Rules. I liked Road Rules just because they went all kinds of places. You got to kind of like mm. see through them, like different different towns, different states, and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. That's why, <clears throat> that's why I like the Amazing Race. That was like one of my, that's one of my guilty pleasures that I I, I still enjoy to this day. It's still around. Yeah, it's still going on. They're oh, like wow. thirty seasons deep or something like that. Oh, it's like Survivor. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay. um. Well, we're watching like old ones on uh, Hulu or whatever. They have oh, like all okay. the older. Se- I think they have only up to like twenty five or twenty six. But we've seen most yeah. of them. We watch, dude. It's funny because like now, I guess when they when they first started the show, they were figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And so the way the first season ends, like these dudes are like, it's like this one team's they're just like still in Alaska, like trying to finish a, a challenge while this other team's already like back in America, like winning the race. Oh, okay. And so they end up just like, Hey, you lost the race. Like they tell, basically they tell them like, Hey, the race is over. Like you lost. So just stop what you're doing. You know, you're like, you're not even, you didn't even finish this challenge. Like you're not even in, you're not even in the same time zone as this other team. And now it's not like that. Like we noticed at, I think after that first season, uh-huh. what they started doing was like, basically they like let the teams catch up to each other again and like they all start off oh okay somebody's hunking out there edward go see who it is you know george lopez 
when Latinos hear a knock, tick tick tick, they hide. hide. Yeah, dude, that shit, dude, that that shit was for real, bro. Like my grandma used to like, mm-hmm. we'd get, we'd be somebody to knock on our door and we would just hide. She's like, don't answer the door. Yeah, don't look out the window. Yeah. And then, to... But if you hear a honk, bro, you're running. You're running out that beep beep. You run out that door mm-hmm. and you're like, who's out there? Like who's honky? Yeah. <laughs> Throw your hands in the air. Who is it? <clears throat> yeah, but uh, amazing race. Back to that. Uh, <laughs> I like it, man. It's a good mm-hmm. show, and it's cool. Like you were saying, you get to see the world and you get to see you like almost like live vicariously through these people. Does it does it seem different though? Like, cause you go back, what year had to it had to be what two thousand two? I don't even know, dude. Old. Yeah. You can tell just the 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 stuff the way it looks. Mm-hmm. It was like shot on old cam older cameras. No, it's funny. The only reason I'm saying is because it's funny because I've been I haven't <clears> been watching anything like movie wise, but on Hulu, like I've been watching Kitchen Nightmares. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that show. Mm-mm. No, it's go as the chef Gordon Ramsay. And he goes mm-hmm. to, like failing. I never restaurants. got into those shows. Dude. I do. I love those. I, I think I love the fact seeing people get in trouble. So, like, I like shows where, like, they'll go in and they'll be like, who's the manager? Why aren't you doing your job? This and that. I love, I don't know. I just love, I love, because I guess I can't do it. So, like, I love seeing people get in trouble all the time. Yeah. But anyways, I was thinking because the year is, like, 2007 and this guy's rolling around in a Hummer. <clears throat> and he has, like, this little navigation screen. He's all lost. He's like, I, I, I don't know how to get to the restaurant. But, yeah, I think on this newer season, or the newer seasons, they let them use, like, phones. But I don't think they have GPSs and stuff like that. No. Because, like, they take selfies and they, like. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Maybe they do have GPS, <clears throat> but on the older on the older ones, they have to like use maps and stuff to get around. Mm-hmm. But then like once, um, you could tell like once cell phones are, are like prevalent, uh, they start like asking people like, do you have do you have a do you have internet? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, can you look this up? So they would like look up stuff on the on their phones for. They would like get locals to like look shit up on the oh, computer okay. or their phones, and uh, it's cool, dude. It's cool. There's, I think like on the Amazing Race, there's like a little bit of luck. There's a little bit of luck has to do with it. Like some people just get lucky. Mm-hmm. Like um, on this last one we were watching, they're like having a like, um, oh, what's it called? Basically, they have like this thing that's digs into the ground and it's like attached to like an ox, and uh, they're whatever they're like treading through mud. It's like cutting through. Oh, is it like plowing through? Plowing, yeah, okay. exactly. I lost the word in my head. So they're plowing through mud, and there's like um a clue in there and it, and it, you know the plow it'll it'll catch it and it's supposed to bring it up mm-hmm. and this team got there first and they're like taking forever and like they can't control the ox it's going all crazy and then this one team gets there and literally as soon as they get there their ox just like goes off and they're like how do you control this thing and then his wife's like i found it i found it like it just veered off and randomly like pulled the clue up oh okay so sometimes like luck has you know if you're lucky things will will fall into place but also it does have to do with like you as a person to like if you're keep your cool and you're good at mm-hmm. you know certain things good at puzzles and good at it's cool it's interesting i like it it challenges you like it has a physical component to it but there's also like a mental component mm-hmm. so if you're like physically capable and you're you're mentally capable of doing these things you can do good but then you can also fail because you can get unlucky on something that you have no control over like an animal or something like that you know mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. And most of the teams know each other already? <clears throat> no, none of them know each other. Oh, really? Yeah. I always thought it was like husband and wife. Or... Oh, oh yeah, the teams, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like the individual teams. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Par- the, the partners, yeah, they all, most of them. They did one season where they teamed a bunch of strangers up. And that was, they were like, it was like the, their like dating season mm-hmm. or whatever. It was like, oh, you know, the 
Amazing Race has been known for love. They show like people proposing to each other on there and stuff like that. Oh, so they did like a singles one where they like got a bunch of single people together and then they teamed them up. Or I think they got to choose their partners or something like that. Hmm. <clears throat> but that's interesting because like you're working with a stranger and you don't have like that dynamic. You can't. Be, you don't. You haven't. You don't have this like rapport that you've built with somebody that you understand how they operate and yeah. do or don't work together. I got you. Well, let's get out of the past and go to the future. I want to know about this um, this whole Game of Thrones because you've been complaining to me these last few episodes. Bum bum dun 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 Yeah, it's um well not the last literally just the last episode. Okay. So <clears throat> Game of Thrones took two years to make this last season. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they're go- at this point they're like going off. They're just like making this up as they go, right? Because okay. all the past seasons were built off of books. And I can tell you exactly what's wrong with the show right now because <clears throat> the books, George R. R. Martin, he was like, I wouldn't say he was anti-Hollywood, but he was just like, he couldn't get anything. He, I don't know if he's trying to be a screenwriter. I read somewhere, but basically he made these books as like, he wanted to make the most like anti-popular, anti-like uh, going by the book um, and like, you know, no pun intended type of literature, you know? Mm-hmm. When you go when you go and watch Avengers, you know you know the good guys are gonna win in Endgame, right? You know it wasn't gonna end like the first one again. You mm-hmm. go and watch fucking Spider Man, you know he's gonna kill Mysterio or beat him. You go and watch fucking Venom, you know he's the hero, he's gonna win somehow. Well, George R. R. Martin wanted to like subvert these um, narratives that you know we're so used to that we see in every movie, and so what he did is he created this story which was like total opposite, like. The good guy, the hero doesn't always win. Mm-hmm. The sneaky uh, little warmy guy gets away with thing, things and people are like backstabbing and, you know, there's all these back doors and they're like playing each other and they're formal with somebody in front of them, but then they're sneaking behind their back and plotting to kill their fucking kids or whatever. And um, the bad guys aren't always the bad guys. The good guys aren't always the good guys. You understand they're doing these things for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. They're playing sides. They're doing what they think's in their best interest, and that's what that's what really made the show good. And so I think around season five they stopped going by the books and they started like making it up on their own. Um, and I'm not sure how involved George R. R. Martin is. He's the author. I'm not. Sh- he's an ex- executive producer, but I honestly don't know how involved he is with this with the show. You know, at this point. And so they're making it up as they go, and you start seeing like a steady decline in the story. Mm-hmm. And, and what everyone's so upset with right now, especially myself, is... And so the everyone hated the season three, uh, or season eight, episode three, you know, the Night King. You know, have you heard about it yet? There's like a big battle and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that no one could see what was going on? <clears throat> yeah, besides the fact that it was super dark. Well, this... I liked the episode. I was like, it wasn't the worst episode in the world, but like it did have its flaws and I understand where people are coming from. And this is episode three. People are complaining because basically they like came up with, you have like seven seasons of, of plot of like building up these characters, Mm -hmm. building up this Thanos type dude Mm -hmm. who's just like unstoppable and brutal. And then they have this like big battle where like nobody fucking dies and they beat the bad guy like super typical stereotypical like hollywood bullshit yeah right and that's not like how game of thrones like functions and so 
it's just and then the show's just gotten really bad so that was season three and then season f- and then fc episode three and then this was episode four which is the one that i fucking hated completely hated mm-hmm. or i think it was episode five fuck i don't know where we're on right now oh no there's only two episodes left yeah so that was episode four uh five is is gonna be tonight so then episode four is after the battle and they're all celebrating and then dude they just like they they're you could tell what they're trying to do right Mm -hmm. they're they're so the the one everybody likes is uh daenerys she's you know amelia clark she's the blonde one everyone's going for her and she has like all this like story built up and now they're just like trying to make her crazy basically long story short they're trying to make her crazy and so they can get rid of her so people can be like and, and and the people like her advisors mm-hmm. that are with her are like doubting her but it's like but it's not it's not justified like if that was real life they wouldn't be doing that you know like they're doing it because the writers want them to do it and it's like for it feels really forced like they're they're like their characters aren't like staying true to themselves mm-hmm. they have this one dude named Vener- v- Viserys and uh he's like the master of spies or whatever he's like the spy master like he has all these people and whatever and he and like see, literally from the first season like he helped B- daenerys like escape king's landing so she wouldn't die or whatever like he's the one that helped her um get to this like place where she would be safe and now he's turning now he's like doubting her like she's crazy she's going crazy and she doesn't like to take our advice and all this stuff and dude it's just funny like there's just like all this like shit that's like going on in the mm-hmm. season and people are like making fun of the the writer the one of the main writers because he was like oh well yeah daenerys kind of forgot about the iron fleet and it's like what like how does she forget about the iron fleet because like um the iron fleet is basically like uh they're called the great joys and this dude his name's euron great joy he's like the king of the iron fleet and he's basically teamed up with like the the bad person of the show that everyone hates Mm -hmm. and so she has like this fleet of boats and stuff and he killed one of her dragons when they're flying around and everyone was like pissed because they're like how if you're like flying around how the fuck did you not see a bunch of boats in the water you know and then also like in the books like dragons are supposed to be like invincible like almost invincible like nothing can kill them especially if they're in the sky that's what like literally a passenger in the book says like they're like nearly invincible and like I think there's only been like one person who killed a dragon like out of the sky, and now this douche, this dumbass character who like is just stupid killed one. Oh okay. Yeah, it's just like people are just like pit, and you could tell they just killed that dragon off for like the sake of the story, you know? Because mm-hmm. like now she only has one dragon. It's it's like she's more vulnerable, you know, as opposed to like having three dragons and this big ass army. You know, she's just gonna steamroll this bitch. Now they're like they dwindled down her army because she fought the 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 night king and they killed like half of their people and then now she only has one dragon and now you know now their people her her own teams thinking she's going crazy so you can tell they're trying to like you could tell they're trying to move the story in a direction that like is not true to like what the characters were doing that guy uh, Viserys is like been by her side he's been like team Daenerys his whole way and all of a sudden now he's like not team Daenerys and it's like what like it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. and people are like putting side by sides of like stuff people said like uh the little midget uh or the dwarf um Tyrion Mm -hmm. his sister like ordered this dude to go kill him and his brother and then um they're at and then whatever the guy decides he doesn't want to kill them and then they're at the the front of the castle where she has all these archers like you know pointed at them 
and they're trying to negotiate and instead of killing instead of killing him she's like oh don't shoot him don't shoot him let him talk and it's like you literally sent somebody to go kill the guy and you have your chance to kill him right now and then same with her like in one season he he's like because she tries to she tries to kill him like she's trying to kill him since Mm -hmm. birth she's like wanted to kill her brother and uh they she hates him and he knows it and then she fucks him over somehow in one of the seasons oh frame she basically frames him for a murder she knows he didn't commit and uh uh accused him of killing a king and so he 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 has this like really good monologue he goes on this rant where he tells all these people like he's like i didn't kill him but i wish i did and like you could just dude he's just like some of the best acting too i've seen and just like mm-hmm. one of the best monologues you're like fuck yeah you know and he and he even tells her like he's like there's gonna be a time where you know all this 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 wine is gonna turn sour in your mouth and you you know he basically tells her like I'm gonna fucking kill you and he's he's help and he's literally helping another like <clears throat> queen take over this castle and he's there like pleading with her like I know you're not a bad person and you love your kids and just surrender we don't have to die and all this stuff and it's like what you want to kill her yeah okay. <laughs> so it's just like that's it and that, that's all i have to complain about it's just like there's so much more i can go mm-hmm. into about but the writers basically the writing is just like gone to shit this this last episode was just complete garbage there's two episodes left this is like the most disappointing ending to this show this show's gonna fucking go out like trash i know it is but i've invested all this time in it i'm gonna finish see it through mm-hmm. uh when the book comes out that's gonna be the real ending in my opinion not okay. this fucking trash ass show that that they that they put on so what was the whole what was the whole incident with the cup i mean because on the internet I, i'm saying because well, on the internet it's like real big like obvious well now was it small in the scene yeah well uh what a lot of people are doing is they're just like turning the con the you know they're bringing down the contrast they're, they're lightening the image so you can see it better oops oh okay um a lot of the shots they lighten the image but if you if you just watch it on the show it's like dark you know oh, but okay. you can see the outline of the cup yeah there's like somebody left a fucking starbucks cup on the mm-hmm. on the table and they shot the scene and nobody nobody noticed it it's crazy they digitally it took it out though yeah so i think I if you that. watch the show now like it won't be yeah <clears throat> so i'm gonna miss the magic if i actually go back and rewatch it all uh, there's, oh yeah you're gonna miss that <laughs> you'll miss the, the coffee the starbucks cup yeah people are just dragging it through the mud dude and those right those dudes are douchebags those writers i fucking hate those guys <laughs> everyone hates them they call them D because one of them's names like i forgot their names like david and d dw basically their names start with d so they call yeah. them D. Or Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say for Dungeons and Dragons. No, they call them Dumb and Dumber. They'll just say D&D is ruining the show. And mm-hmm. I mean, they are. They're fucking... I don't know what the fuck these guys are thinking. <clears throat> oh, I was just curious. I mean, you can tell it's like they're trying to like... They had like all of this... I was watching this video that talked about it too. But basically, like they have like all of these like... Backs. They have all of these plots that they've like set up throughout. You know, like I said, seven seasons of 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 viewing, and now they're gonna have to end them in like six episodes that are like barely over an hour each. And it's mm-hmm. like there's no way. So you have you have like seven seasons worth of of plot buildup, and then you're gonna end it in like an hour. You know? Yeah. That's like over. I mean, a season one season's like eight hour eight episodes, eight to ten episodes. So you're talking about eight to ten hours, uh, t- uh times seven. Of plot 
that's built up. Mm-hmm. And then you got a fucking hour and a half show that closes these plot lines, you know? So it's just like build up with a small payoff. I got you. It's still a good show. Just season seven is just uh, actually season eight, episode four is what killed it for me. Not even the third one. The third one I can forgive. I still kind of liked it. Yeah. Season eight, episode four. That was it. That's when I I finally was like, the show's dead. It's the day the music died. Mm hmm. <clears throat> the show is dead for me. But I'm still gonna finish it. Yeah, of course. Why not? I'm just gonna take a big turn on it. Oh. That's usually my specialty. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, you need to watch that dude let me explain that YouTube channel. Uh, I started watch- I saw I saw like 30 seconds of it just because you were like, no, check this. Mare. Well, because you, you were like, check it out. And dude, no, watch that Ted Bundy one, dude. Like, he mm-hmm. did a really good job. Well, I, saw, I, I liked how he was saying like how that genre is like coming around. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't know if he said slasher or what, or psych, like psycho pretty mm-hmm. much, pretty much. And he's saying how it's like everyone's like making it normal, like to be like this like weirdo, yeah, type of person. He gets to, uh, I think, in like he halfway through the video too. He he also like says like he talks about like he basically he like takes a huge dump on this one movie, but mm-hmm. he's like he points out like he's like I know you know I discuss these movies and he's like rarely he he has like different ratings and he has mm-hmm. one called coaster a coaster rating where it's like the movie's just. The only thing it's good for is to use it as a coaster. Oh, like the DVD package? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what he calls it. He calls it a coaster. He'll have like the, he'll have like, uh, I think he calls it like a junior combo price and like wow. different. He has like, a, he's like, there's a lot. There's more. It's not just like a simple rating. It's okay. like combo, junior combo, you know, uh, he, he has like a, a stream it and then he does like a red box or like rental. Like, yeah, this is like a red box rental or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like the the coaster is the lowest rating he'll give, Damn. and he doesn't give those out very rarely. He's like, I've only given a handful, but he talks about a movie mm-hmm. in that genre that he gave the coaster rating to. Wow, <laughs> it was pretty. And but he goes into detail why. Like he talks about, so basically it's like a movie that um, uh, this guy made about the Sharon Tate murders. The um, oh, like Quentin Tarantino's gonna do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But um, this guy like did this, and it's with Hillary Duff and oh she's in it yeah okay no 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 she's not in the quentin tarantino movie no 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 no. you're talking about the one one yeah he's shitting on yeah it's like hillary duff and he just talks about how it was just like fantasy porn like the guy like re like rewrote this movie where you know they they kill every they kill the killers and Mm -hmm. they survive and but then but then they have like she keeps having flashbacks like he said he said there's like this weird like um um, like, uh, what is it called? Like, she can see into the future mm-hmm. component, or she's getting these like visions. psychic, or yeah, like Sharon Tate's getting these visions, and she's seeing everyone get. So they show all the murders, and then when it's time for them to get murdered, she knows she knows about it. So she's like, they stop them and they beat, they stop the guys. But then at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. it turns out they were they were just like go. They they had died, and they just envisioned themselves like beating the stopping themselves from getting murdered because they at the end they see like all their bodies laid out and she like pulls the covers up and it's her oh yeah and so he was saying how it was just like it was like um like there was no point to the movie Mm -hmm. you know and he was just saying how it was like um um like almost like murder porn you know it was like the guy just showed these gruesome murders for the sake of showing them and then the writer wrote this like 
big ass letter because Sharon Tate's sister was like, I do not condone this movie. And she was like, this is trash. You should have never made this. And mm-hmm. then the writer wrote her this like long ass like letter and like posted it on social media. And he was the the guy who makes the, the YouTube show. Let me explain. He was pointing out how everything in the letter was like, I, 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 like I wanted to make this. I wanted to do this. I thought this would be in her honor. I thought. Yeah. And he's just like you. He's like, you don't. He, he's like, you're that's why the movie's trash because you're selfish and you wanted to just make some murder porn and you had eating. He's like, what about the real victims mm-hmm. family that cared about, you know, whether this was going to be made or not. But he, so he went into detail about that and he went into detail about the Ted Bundy um, video. How I remember I was asking you some questions about like, Oh, I heard people were saying they're like glorifying serial killers and, mm-hmm. And he talks about how like the the movie I didn't know this the movie was actually made from the guys who did the documentary. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's probably why it ended the exact same way. And then also, the uh, girlfriend, his girlfriend at the time that lived with them, and she, he like helped raise her kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually based off of a, a book she wrote. Oh, so okay. it was really like the movie was really her perspective. Mm-hmm. And then he says it at uh towards the close towards the end or the third act it switches to to um. Uh, uh, what's his name? Ted Bundy's perspective of, of like the trials and stuff. That's why they uh, okay. never showed it. That's why they didn't show any of the murders because the movie was from her perspective. So she didn't see, you know, she didn't actually mm-hmm. witness him murdering anybody, but she saw these like signs and, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. He said he liked the movie, but he still gave it like a rental. Oh, like okay. he was like, this is just like a rent it or stream it or whatever. I got you. But, um, yeah, I didn't know that. So they were, and they were the the writers of, and the creators of the movie were just like they said they made it to like warn people like, hey, you know, if you think something's wrong and you feel like something's wrong, then it might be, you know, so that you, you shouldn't like just because somebody's nice and charming and all this stuff, like mm-hmm. you shouldn't. And they're saying how like Zac Efron jumped on board and he took like a ninety nine percent pay cut. Like, uh, you know, obviously he's a big name, so he demands when he makes a movie, he's like, hey, this is what I'm getting paid, five, yeah. five million, ten million, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, he, uh, actors, well, Jonah Hill did this in Wolf of Wall Street because he wanted to work with Martin Scorsese so bad. But they'll, whatever the movie, the, whatever the budget allows, like mm-hmm. I think Jonah Hill only got paid like $60,000 for that movie. And usually he'll make, you know, over a million. And mm-hmm. Zac Efron did the same thing. I don't know exactly how much, but he he just took whatever they were offering. Whatever they could pay him, he took it mm-hmm. because he just wanted to be a part of the project. And they, it said they specifically cast him because, you know, he's known as this like Disney heartthrob. Mm-hmm. And so they're, who better than to portray, you know, Ted Bundy than somebody who everyone loves because that's what Ted Bundy was to people. Yeah. I was going to ask you, though, because you were talking about Sharon Tate's sister was like, I don't condone this movie. Now, I have a question. Like, let's just say something happened to a family member of yours, and they made a movie about it. Like, it got so huge with news and everything, someone made a movie about it. Would How how would you feel? Mm, I don't know. If it was a good movie, I wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say, let's okay, let's just say, let's... Let's just say it was your brother, right? And they portray you in this horrible light, like you were like, "I hate my brother." Oh, this, well, I, mean, I never cared about him. And then, like at the end, you're all crying and sobbing all over for him, like Bradley Cooper's brother or um, uh, what's that sniper's name? Chris Kyle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like his brother. His brother got pissed in the movie. Did he? Yeah, because you know, in the movie, he's like a, his brother was like a marine, and he he served in Iraq as well. Oh, but okay. they make him they make him seem like a little bitch. Like he's like a little skinny dude and. He's like, mm. he joins the Marines, and then when he sees him, do you remember when there he's like going back and he's coming back from his tour, and 
He's like, hey, man. Bradley Cooper's like all excited to be there. Mm-hmm. And then his brother's like, fuck this place. And he's like, what did you say? I've only seen that movie one time. And all I can remember from it was Bradley Cooper holding that fake ass baby. I didn't even notice that. I just oh, saw I I heard, it right away. I heard afterwards. Well, I, pref- I, I pay attention to performances. I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah, I remember that. And his, and then his brother was like pissed that they portrayed him like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, obviously, like if there's like this big movie that's in theaters and they make me like portray me as something that I'm not, then yeah, I'm going to be upset. Oh, okay. But like I can understand why they did that because like this, like again, like you're, and this is like what I, I, I dislike about like the state of like movies right now is like this, and, and this is like my biggest gripe is that this, this narrative or the structure of screenwriting that people have to like squeeze into um and and they and they want to like they, they they have to put the main character up against somebody who's opposite of them you know so mm-hmm. bradley cooper's his hero who loves going into war well his brother's not so they have to make him look like that just so he stands out even more you know mm-hmm. just, just stuff like that like i hate it and it's just like a narrative device it's nothing more than that so yeah no, the only reason I brought that up is just because at uh this last year at some film fest there was a um this like little documentary movie that someone made. Well, I don't even think it's a documentary, it was more like a little any anyway, this is just a little film that someone made and it was about this boy who got abducted from a grocery store and these two little kids killed him and the family didn't want nothing to do with it. They were like, We don't want this film being portrayed about our son and this and that and so I was like, I guess you can get away with that, right? I because mean, it's it's like it's like known, it's like known, known facts, pretty much. I I honestly don't understand the legality of it, but um, the way I see, I mean, from what my understanding is, like, people can make anything out of anything as long as you put that stupid disclaimer. It's like these are based on true events, but it's not a, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like you can see, it, like, people can say that based on true events, but it's that's it. It's not like you know a documentary or anything. It's fiction. You're still going to see like a movie. Yeah. I, I at least that's my understanding. Mm. Anyway, so let's get to Greece. Well, that's all I was about to say. I was gonna say. So speaking of Zac Efron, Mister High School Musical, let's go to the original High School Musical, which is Greece. Didn't. I don't know if that's what the music sounds like. I had I seen this movie multiple times, but the the other day when I watched it, it was the first time I actually like, I guess you could say, paid attention to it and try to like. You know, dissect it, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Dude, that movie's pretty, like, uh, it's pretty sexual. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, and, like, growing up, it was just like, okay, I get it. You know, boy falls for girl, blah, blah, blah. But no, when you when you rewatch it, it's like, wow, there's a lot of... Oompa-pa, oompa-pa. <laughs> <laughs> so, Summer loving had me a blast. He's, all, I, yeah. he's all talking about banging her and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I never... Because, like, when I watched it as a little kid, you know, some stuff you don't understand, so you just go along with it. Yeah. And, but, yeah, they're all asking him. They're like, you know, he's like, I don't want to give you guys the horny details. Yeah, and he just yeah. starts, like, singing, like, I don't know where. He was all like, she was good, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and, like, the way he dances. And also, or he's like, we got uh, friendly down in the sand. Yeah, and then you have those perverts, like, fucking looking, at, looking up those girls' skirts. Yeah, 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 the little blonde-haired yeah. one. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. There's just, there's like so much stuff like I never realized growing up in that movie. And I, anyways, I was talking to to Valerie about it because I was like, "Do you think Danny was being fake when he was talking to her, or was he being fake when he was like 
trying to be the bad guy at his school, but then she was like, I think he's just a phony all around. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, no, I mean, I think the the point of the movie that they're trying to get across is that he he was uh he was he was he was he was being fake with his friends like he wasn't really like being himself like when he was with the olivia newton john's character that's when he was like really you know like he met this girl that he met this girl that doesn't go to a school that mm-hmm. he doesn't know and they were on the beach and like he was just like this really like sweet romantic guy who wasn't like pressuring her to have sex or anything mm-hmm. and so that's really who he was because his friends weren't around but then you see how he is when his friends around you know and she that's why she gets so upset because she's yeah. like this isn't who this isn't who the yeah. the guy I knew and all this stuff like that she's like what happened to the Danny Zuko from the beach he's like well I do not know <laughs> maybe he drowned I don't yeah. know yeah he's all want to check the yellow pages or something yeah, he's, like, trying to, like... I mean, but that's just, like, how most people are. You've never, like... Your mom never yelled at you and was, like... Oh, you're just acting like that because your friends are here. You're trying oh, to show... Yeah. You're trying to show off in front of your friends. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, you know, that's most most kids. Yeah. I'm like, which friends? This loser? <laughs> Damn. But, no, yeah, and I was, like, dude, there's... And, but, uh, I was, like, yeah. When I was watching that, and then I was, like, in Frenchie... You know, like growing up, I was like, okay, that's just a name, Frenchie. But then it's like, oh, okay, she got that name somehow. Mm-hmm. And just uh, get it, French kissing. So the so yeah, like the whole the whole pink ladies, they're like, uh, I knew they like, like I said, growing up again. I'm I'm talking about just from the way I remember it when I was a little kid growing up, because I never really watched it when I was older. I mean, if it's on TV, I'll watch it. But like I said, I dissected it the other day, and it's like, so these chicks are like almost like the bad girls of school. Like they have these they're like the like, mean girls. Yeah, they like they have they have like this reputation reputation, and they're like. I don't know if I don't know if you well especially Rizzo she has like this slut reputation mm-hmm. and she's just like a flirt and she likes messing around with guys and you know whatever and so uh, it's just interesting rewatching and like I remember I was uh, I was like I wonder if I would be like because remember we were arguing like Danny and who would be Danny <laughs> Kanicki and Valerie was all like you would have been in Eugene <laughs> I was like oh damn that's what she said she's like you would have been Eugene doesn't he say something and he's like oh you guys got a you guys want a salami sandwich <laughs> oh that's not Eugene that's uh, uh that's one of his Eugene is a little nerd oh yeah okay he's, yeah, yeah he's like I got it yeah, yeah I forgot yeah I know that one I forgot what that guy's name was. there's like Potsy and mm. Dooley or something Eugene, like Eugene the fucking school nerd yeah and so uh, <laughs> yep that one dude's all like you want a piece of my salami he's all why so I can smell like you yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, and then I, there's there's a lot of funny stuff in that movie too. Like when he pulls, like Kaneki pulls up to that um, bonfire, and he has his new car. He's like, "What do y'all think?" And he, they're all, "What a heap!" And they all just start laughing. Yeah. He's like, "Shut up!" <laughs> he gets all mad. And then I like that chick, that fucking uh, Spanish chick. He takes to the dance. <clears throat> She's all. She looks like forty years old. Exactly. And that's another thing about this movie. This movie has a bunch of characters. Obviously, everyone's way too old to be in high school. Yeah, yeah. But that one dude, Craterface, who's like the gang leader of He's the like Scorpion. 40, he looks like forty-five. Yeah, I'm like, dude, and he has his hair all slicked back. And yeah, he, that dude looks way too old for sure. He did have that pretty cool car though. It was like. Hell blowing yeah. out flames on the back oh and he has that one classic line where he they're like at make out you know making out and he backs into him he's like hey he's like you part of no parking zone punk or punk or creep or something he's like the whole place is an old parking lot and then he's like you're gonna pay for that and he's like i give you 75 cents for the, for, for the entire car including your chick dude that was classic Hell yeah. And, and then he all takes her to the dance too, or she goes with him, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he ends up taking Rizzo to the dance. And then later on, he's back with that girl, Cha Cha. So, 
Danny's with her. Danny starts dancing with her, and Sandy gets oh, all yeah. fucking. Yeah, I don't know how well you remember that school dance, but there's a part that Valerie hates where they're like dancing around, and this one dude, they just one random guy extra, and they show him the crowd, and he's all like, "Oh yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Val- and that guy." Valerie hates, but I hate the one at the very end of the movie where he's like wearing like a green shirt and his hair is like kind of up at this, and he's just like doing like this little dance where his feet are like this, and he's all. Oh yeah, I think I already know. He dude. had bananas on it. <laughs> <laughs> he might have. I don't know. I know what you're talking but about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that dude. They, uh, if that was for real though, that high, that last day of school man they went all out for them kids oh they had them yeah, a carnival dude. what did they do for the last day of school for us that looked like they shit i don't know told us to get the hell out of here a lot uh metal detector us <laughs> um no that's funny dude fucking uh that carnival was, uh, was better that carnival reminded me of the carnival that that used to pop up um behind the north texaco on china street <laughs> oh, oh yeah right there in that field <laughs> yeah oh man <laughs> Well, that'd be perfect now for where y'all live. Yeah. That or for James I don't lives. know if they set that up there anymore. I don't think so. I haven't seen a carnival there in a long time. Dude. But, dude, I don't know. Grease is a fun movie, man. It's it just, is. like, I'm fun. And it kind of, like, makes you, um, almost, like, makes you wish you grew up in that time, you know? Yo, for sure. And that's another thing I was going to tell you about. Like, that movie, The Outsiders, um, I'm trying to think what other movies have, like, so-called greasers. That movie, Cry Baby, I like. Mm. I, I don't know why I... I I love that like whole that whole look like that culture. Yeah, and but at the same time I was like I wish I could have been like that but at the same time I'm like no, nah, I don't. I mean, I like the look. I like the style like how they do their hair and mm-hmm. just a white tee and some jeans and um but I was like, eh, I think I grew I think I grew up with the with the wrong parents." <laughs> I think my no no cuz my mom and dad like my mom was like from my dad's from my dad's stories. My mom was like this huge nerd. Who like carried a bunch of books? Kind of, like, she's basically like the Eugene. She carried a bunch of books, and my dad was like a bad boy type of type of character. You want to call him? And he was always skipping class and never showing up. And anyways, so, so you're the byproduct of the well, the, the bad boy and the nerd getting together, something like that. Yeah. So growing up, my mom was always like using my dad. Like you don't want to be like your daddy. <laughs> oh damn. So we were always very. We were always taught like you know do your work, pay yeah. attention be good in school so mm-hmm. but no yeah but grease is a, grease is a good movie i don't know if you've ever seen part two um man you know what i think i saw it who's in it who's michelle uh, pfeiffer that's right yeah i did see it mm-hmm. I, um you know i don't know i haven't seen it in a while but i didn't think that was horrible no either. i didn't I, I actually like that i actually like those songs better for some reason oh really even though they're the corny they're like corny but some of them i actually like better because i don't know why Maybe and because Michelle Pfeiffer sings them. Grease Part Two is the opposite, right? Like the guy's mm-hmm. the nerdy dude, and she's like the bad girl. Or yeah, yeah, he's trying. He's trying to get with the, the the leader of the Pink Ladies. That's right. But um, but if if it's weird because he's supposed to be cousins with Sandy from the original movie. Oh, okay. And Sandy is from Australia, but in Part Two he's from like Britain. And it's like okay, they both have accents, but those are totally yeah. yeah, totally different continents. Fuck yeah. But yeah, that's a good one too. Then I don't know. I like those movies. Oh yeah, Olivia Newton John did a good job. Mm-hmm. She's a good actress, good singer. She's a she was a singer before. She wasn't even an actress. I don't think. I think she's just like a singer. Oh, I have no idea. I just and know I she's like, that's... let's get physical. Yeah, I think that's what she was famous in Australia for her for singing, and then I think they cast her in the movie. Um, she did a good job acting. 
in my opinion. Yeah, overall, it's a good movie. But like I said, I was just rewatching it, and I was like, oh, I noticed a lot of stuff I never noticed before. But you know what? Never sat well with me was the fact that she like became a bad like she became like a bad girl to get with him. Mm-hmm. You know, well, he became a, a good guy, but not really. He took that stupid little. He was like trying to be a nerd. He had that like letter sweater on, letter yeah. sweater on. Yeah. Well, I think it's because. All right. Well, my thoughts is because she's like, he's like, I can run laps around that guy, and she's like. Yeah, I believe that when I see it or something. Yeah. And then he's, he's, he's like, trying to, like, he gets with that coach, and he's trying to do all those different sports. Now that I'm thinking about it, though, it's kind of stupid because, like, he, all like, so he wasn't himself. He was, like, being a dickhead in front of his friends to, like, impress his friends. Mm-hmm. But then he realized, like, oh, you know, I really do like her. I want to be with her. Mm-hmm. And then he starts, like, then he's trying to win her, win her back. And so he starts acting like a nerd, but it's like, dude, just be yourself. Like, I think the movie gave off, like, a bad... Now that I'm thinking about it, like, the movie just gave off, like, not a good message. Yeah, like, it's like, like it's not be yourself. Yeah, it's like, conform to the other person's <laughs> likes, mm-hmm. what they, whatever their interests are. Because, I don't know, I never, I, did, I didn't, I never liked that, the fact that she was, like, a quote-unquote, a bad girl wearing all that leather and shit. Because, mm-hmm. like, I always liked her just how she was. Like, oh, she's, like, this sweet, innocent, you know, yeah, like, good-hearted person. And then she's, like, oh, I'm, now I'm a bad girl smoking a cigarette and throwing it on. They're all, like, put it out, put it out. Yeah. I don't know. I did, just that, that aspect of the movie never sat well with me. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I'm now that I'm thinking about it, like, that is a bad message to give to somebody. Yeah, and they smoke a lot in that movie too. It's like, hey, change who you are. Pretty much, <laughs> to get, get what you want. To get what you want. Oh man! I was gonna say, did you ever hear about that 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 theory that um that they were both dead the entire time? It's yeah, like a fan theory. yeah, because at the end they like drive off and they're like flying in a space, yeah, or yeah, the, the atmosphere clouds. or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, like. I, I did hear about that, but then at the second time, like, it's a musical, like, you know, nobody walks around fucking singing either, mm-hmm. busts out in a song and dance, so just, like, you know, it's kind of just, like, based in, like, heav- heavily based in fiction to begin with. Yeah. In terms of, like, musical, but it was kind of, like, out of the film's, like, realm to just have their car drive off into space, like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah, especially at the very end, like, they were just like, okay, let's just toss that in there yeah they're like ah oh, you know just throw that in there a little cloud car we'll be good nobody will nobody will blink i was gonna say i like um when they're singing that grease lightning song and then there's, there's like a part where they first start singing they're like they're like go grease lightning or whatever and uh they're they're like dancing and singing but there's like other guys in their mechanic class who are just staring at them like what are y'all doing <laughs> and then anyways they go into that whole little where it's all bright and shiny and the car is all nice looking yeah and I love that. There's this one part where I, I was telling Valerie, like, man, I used to love that part. It makes me want, made me want to smoke. Is when that dude uh, Kaniki, he has like this big, wait, not a big, not a big lighter, but he has a lighter and has this big ass flame. He's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I always like that. Um, I like that one chick. Um, Which one? Oh fuck, I I don't remember her name. But Marty. Yeah, yeah. And me too. Yeah, I always liked her best out of all of them mm-hmm. she had all those like guy friends those guy friends boyfriends like house, overseas yeah she yeah. was a floozy as well she i think it's because she's the most attractive one to me personally i thought she was like the most yeah attractive out i of think the pink so place. i think so too yeah but yeah he didn't have much to choose from <laughs> <laughs> yeah he had that one that brush up brush up how did that, that how did she get in there i don't know 
Like, if they're supposed to be the mean girl, I guess they just, like, you know, like, that one friend that you keep around that's ugly, so they make you look more handsome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hear Or you make them join your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cold blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. But overall, Grease is a great movie. If you've never seen it, then you're missing out. It's been around for 40 years, so if you think this is spoilers, I'm sorry. 40? Holy shit. Actually, probably more. 1978, so Damn. yeah, 41 years now. That's old school. Oh, it's good. Good I was, music. I was going to ask you, though, um, the the T-Birds, do you remember that guy in school who used to wear that T-Bird jacket? Like, no, no, I'm not trying to knock him or anything. I used to, like... I used to be jealous, dude, because I was like, where did he get that jacket? I mean, I know obviously probably homemade, but still, dude, like, I always liked that when I was growing up. Like, I wish I had one of them jackets. Should have made one, dude. No. Why? For what? <laughs> You're rolling in that game. <laughs> the T-Birds. Yeah. I don't know. Would have been drowning in. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, all right. Well, I think wrap it up yeah we can that's fine all right guys well that was our take on greece i hope you enjoyed it um be sure to like our socials medias mm-hmm. follows our stiffs please and thank you share retweet uh what any 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 final words <clears throat> i like i like doing our cartoons i'll say that oh yeah they came out good you did a good job i tried I no was, you did man Years was hard because like I didn't, you don't have any social media, so I haven't I have like no pictures of you whatsoever. I had to literally go you, onto YouTube and like screenshot a photo. Dude, you can literally just Google like dark haired guy with the beard and like draw that, and it would look like me. Oh, maybe I don't know. I was like, I I, I sent have, it to James and I was like, hey, does this look like your brother? And he's like, eh, for the most part. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I mean, dude, I have a pretty general like face that because people are always like i thought i saw you somewhere and they're Mm -hmm. sending me like even i like saw this screenshot i'd like posted something on twitter because it's like i don't know i don't know if he's a comedian or what but it's like if you're dark and you have a beard and you have dark hair and you part it comb it to the side and Mm -hmm. wear glasses like you fucking look like me or Mm -hmm. i look like you like literally that's a look i don't know i always get people always like i thought i saw you somewhere no i just have like a very general basic look I'm a basic bitch. Yeah, any chubby Mexican with glasses, they're like, hey, it looks like you. I'm like, uh-huh. thanks. Fucking water hose down their leg. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like Edward. It kind of does now that I look at it. Not a second glance. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, we look forward to next week when we take you. Oh, wait. Are you... So is that it? You got anything else to say or no? Mm, I love you, Mom. <laughs> oh yeah happy mother's day love you too mom thanks for listening and we look forward to next week when we take you back to the future